You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith and the interview subject I have coming up for you is Bjorn Speedstrid. He's in the outfits the Night Flight Orchestra and also Soil Work. The reason for the conversation though is to promote the Night Flight Orchestra's brand new album for 2017. This one is called Amber Galactic. So let's have a listen to what he has to say. Here we go. What can you tell us about Amber Galactic? Well, um, I think it's our most focused record yet. Uh, I mean, we, we've had two albums out before this one. And uh, basically, you know, with the first one, we just got together and uh, started jamming. And uh, I think, you know, um, I, I love the two first records, but I think they also been sort of like a learning um, sort of it's been a learning phase sure. as well to, to actually kind of channel all all those millions of influences that we have you know from a special era uh, that we love uh, i would say 77 to 83 you know that's to be as specific as possible spot on yep uh, yeah and um so i think it, it took some time you know and and uh i think that this record is um there's a really good flow uh it's super melodic and and super catchy and and, and all that stuff but it's it's also very feels focused and it feels there's a lot of presence in it and and uh there's also a little bit of a sort of a space theme running through it you know yes. uh, both with the lyrics and i think the music as well you know like a, a song like gemini it's almost like space rock disco kind of feel to it you know and uh so i think the the, the biggest change i think is also the keyboards because we decided to cut out the Hammonds completely uh, right. because I don't, I don't, we don't feel it, it fits our music very well. And, and, and uh, it's been done so much by, by other bands that do a completely different thing, you know, like the early 70s that, we, that we've heard a lot the latest, you know, five years, I would say, with retro wave going on. And um, I think this really stands out, you know. I think this record stands out today, and I think it's it's also needed out there, you know, in, in the music sure. scene because nobody else is really doing this right. right now, and this is what we love. So, and I think you can hear it. Yeah, very good point. And do you expect much crossover from fans that listen to Soil Work? Um, I think m- most Soil Work fans are pretty objective in, in, in general because they they're they've gotten used to surprises, I guess, with soil work as well, yep. because we have, you know, we have evolved with soil work with our sound. And, uh, so I think most of them are, you know, they expect a surprise for each and every album with soil work. So I, I think, you know, of course, night flight orchestra is it, gotten a little bit under the radar. So to some people, it might be a little bit of a shock, but sure. Yeah. Not, not that much of a shocker, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I know what you're saying, and, and look, I'm one of those rare fans of metal that really like house music as well, and so I love artists mm-hmm. such as um, Daft Punk, Kavinsky, Kavinsky, Electric Youth, mm-hmm. who play, of course, electro and house music, and they all adopt an image similar to the one that you've got with Night Flight Orchestra. Is that a coincidence, mm-hmm. or would you say even some house music and some electro music is an influence over the sound of the Night Flight Orchestra as well? Wow, that's interesting. I haven't really heard that before. I mean, I, I love Daft Punk and, uh, you know, I love the funk influences and, and sort of, you know, samples and stuff. Um, so I don't know if it necessarily had an impact. You know, I, I just know, sure. you know, that I like, for example, you know, Daft Punk. I can appreciate some 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 good old Jamiroquai as well and nice. uh, stuff like that. So uh, 
I, I have listened a lot to, to, you know, disco as well, you know, late 70s disco. Yes. And I mean, there was so much rock that was disco infused as well. I mean, look at Kiss. I like, you know, <laughs> I like to call it Ki when, when they were Kiss, you know, playing Kissco, you know. And yes. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great era, at least for me. There's a lot of people <laughs> who hates it as well. But, you know, I, I like that one because, you know, that was that was real disco. You know, it was real instruments and, and it was played so well. You know, it's fantastic musicians. So it's, uh, you know, I like that era when just about every, anything was was disco infused. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Bands like Sheik as well, Bernard Edwards and uh, Noel Rogers, fantastic stuff. And especially his collaboration recently with Daft Punk. I love that. Um, yeah. So. I'm a big fan of cult movies from the 80s, such as uh, The Wraith, Flight of the Navigator, uh, The Goonies and Tron, and the Night Flight Orchestra's visual accompaniment has a kind of retro feel like that. So can you tell me about the influences and inspirations behind the, the visual aspect of the band? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very creative unit. Uh, we, we have just about, you know, everything within the band. You know, we have Sebastian, who joined the, the band permanently on, on the previous record. He's... Uh, he did the artwork, and he also mixed the album, and he also wrote two fantastic, uh, fantastic songs on the album, uh, Gemini and Jenny. Great. So um, he's quite, quite an asset yeah. uh, to the band. Fantastic guy. He's good at everything. And then you know we have another, another mixing guy in the band as well, Richard Larson, the keyboard player. So they, they both have studios. So we have everything we need in this band, really. <laughs> but um, as far as the, the artwork... Uh, I mean, David is, is, is the big sci-fi nerd in the band, and he planted a seed, you know, um, one and a half year ago before we pretty much started writing songs for this album, and he reads about, like, three sci-fi books every week in his bathtub. That's what he likes to do um, <laughs> when he's not a doctor, which is as well. well. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> um, yeah, very, very diverse lineup. There you go. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, um so I think that's you know that's what we aim for as well to have a little bit of a sci-fi feel like a retro sci-fi feel on the on the cover, but also something that's sort of timeless. It's so many of those covers, whether it being a movie or or, or, or an album, are very timeless from back then. You know, it it really sticks out and it's always beautiful. You know, for example, a cover like uh, the the amazing Kamikaze Syndrome uh, by Slade. I don't know if you've seen the cover. No, I haven't. No, tell me about it. No, uh, it, it's kind of hard to, to explain, but it, it definitely has some similarities with Amber Galactic. And I think that was one of the albums that, you know, wow, this, you know, this would be cool, you know, uh, to, to, to create something like this, you know, because it has a timeless feel. It's, it's, it's a beautiful cover and uh, okay. everyone who hasn't seen it should check it out and, and also listen to the album. It's, it's great. Uh, it was one of my faves when I was a kid. Fantastic. Now... I first saw you on tour with Anthrax and Killswitch Engage in 2004. That was your, I don't know whether that was your first Australian tour, but it was one of your first at the very least. What's your yeah. relationship been like with Australian audiences over the years? Wow, I mean, it's, it's, you know, coming to Australia, I mean, we've been lucky enough to, I think we've been there seven times, six yeah. or seven times, you know, and we came there at a pretty early stage. Nowadays, it's, it's it's very you know very common that that you know European bands and American bands come to Australia, but back then and I think our first tour was in two thousand and three. That was kind right. of yep. you know unique, you know. So we have a great relation uh, w with you know our Aussie fans, and uh, we always love you know coming to Australia. It's it's I mean the the journey is uh, it's rough. <laughs> it's really rough. 
and and you know the the jet lag never goes away really you're normally there for a week and then yeah. you might head off to japan but i mean it, i we've always had such a great time and last time we toured with soul work in australia i brought my dad as well actually on the Excellent. entire tour yeah yeah that was that was a trip of, of a lifetime and i'm i'm so glad i got to do that with him and and it was a very special moment and and i don't know there's something so dreamy about australia my favorite thing is to <laughs> listen to crowded house and, and and you know go on domestic flights in australia and look out the window that's that's a okay. very special feel fantastic fantastic yeah. now uh, a question about you actually um yeah. What would you describe has been your biggest challenges as an artist and as a musician? Uh, biggest challenge? I mean, I've never really had any issues with, with you know maintaining my voice. I never really took care of it, but it's somehow always worked. And I think the, the biggest challenge has really been you know the balance with with business that it's sort of like a necessary evil, yes. you know, yep. and and it's inevitable and and. But I'm proud to say that I'm still what really, you know, inspires me still is the music. It's not, you know, the business side. And and I'm I'm a I'm a terrible businessman. And, <laughs> and well, you must still, be doing something I'm right, kind of, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, because I'm still so focused on the music, and as soon as there's business coming in, you know, it just oh, it rubs me the wrong way, and it's like oh, I don't want to deal with this, but I have to, or, <laughs> you know. And and um, I I guess it's. I guess it's a very Swedish thing as well, I think, in a way, you know. Uh, gotcha. We don't like confrontations. We don't like business very much. And, yeah, we just want to focus on the music. You know, give me, give me the mic and I'll sing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So another question about you, if you don't mind me asking, um, if it all ended tomorrow, if you had to stop playing music tomorrow, do you think you've achieved everything that you wanted to with all of the bands that you're in? Um. Pretty close. I mean, I have so much left to say, and 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 I'm still having so yeah. much fun. But I would, you know, I I also come to a point. You know, we've we've been doing soul work now for 20 years. You know, and I I'm yeah. aware that we won't be the biggest metal band in the world. And I've stopped comparing myself, and I stopped comparing the band to you know what level we're on and other bands are, which mm -hmm. happened. You know, when when you when you grow up, you know, I think it's only. Um, natural process in a way but I'm like I'm at peace with that you know I'm, I'm so proud of everything we've done with soul work and we still you know it's not over yet of course but you know I'm I'm at peace with it you know and I can be so much more focused on on on, on the music you know as well yeah. and um, yeah fantastic now I ask this question of all of my interview subjects so humor me here have you got a hilarious or funny tale from the studio from a rehearsal room even on tour or on stage that you could share and it can be as not safe for work as you so choose okay <laughs> all right well there's a pretty recent one uh, it's uh, it, it was it was a pretty cool moment um uh, when we were recording amber galactic it was it was it was a late night and uh you know usually when we get together there is a lot of alcohol involved and and, <laughs> and cheese and wine and champagne and god knows what it's 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 a little bit of a get together and a party and, and a barbecue and it usually goes on for a week we have like sessions you know and yeah. uh um so basically one evening we're sitting there in the studio we're pretty much done for the day our drummer fell asleep uh on the floor i think and me and david were just sitting browsing youtube videos mm -hmm. um you know classic ones and and uh 
we ended up watching um, Mick Jagger's performance at Live Aid in 1985, uh, doing the song Just Another Night. Okay. And and it's such an amazing uh, live song. It's, it's just a fantastic live performance. The, the album version is not that good, actually, <laughs> but... But the live version is fantastic, and we're just sitting there, we're in a good mood, me and David, and then it's like, and I'm saying, like, we, we should, we should, we should do a cover of this one, shouldn't we? It's like, and David is like, yes, let's do it <laughs> right now. And basically, we woke up the drummer. He he was, you know, he was he was drunk and he fell asleep. Basically, yep. Wake him up. His name is Jonas, and uh, we wake him up. It's like, hey, we're gonna record a cover. What? Like, what? What cover? It's like it's a Mick Jagger song. <laughs> like. Get behind the kit. Let's do it. And it's like, okay. Uh, he was like completely gone. And the rest of the band joined and, and we sort of jammed around it and, and recorded the whole song live with vocals and everything uh, on the third take. And um, yeah, like from, you know, we were just sure. slowing down that evening and, and everything just happened. And, and it turned out to be fantastic. And then we got a saxophone solo overnight sent to us. And, and really? we woke up yep. and had a saxophone solo and it was done. So, so uh, is, is this a song that we can expect to hear sometime soon? Well, it is the, uh, let me see here, it's, it's the uh, bonus track on the limited edition uh-huh. for Tactics. So right. I, I, I hope you also get it there as well. Bit of context to it there, gotcha. Okay, bit of a scoop yeah. there, right? Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> well, that's about it for me. Are there any final words that you want to share with Australian listeners? Well, I mean, this this band has gone a little bit under the radar. Uh, I think you know people are really going to appreciate it, and you know, listen to Hamburg Galactic and check out the two first albums as well. They're kind of hard to get because it was, you know, distribution was pretty limited since we're on a pretty small Italian label. But anyways, I really hope um, it might take some time, but I, I would love to do an Aussie tour with this band. It would be completely different from solo work, and and um, so yeah. I, I really hope it, it, it will happen, and um, yeah, I'd love to do it. So, yeah. Wonderful. Well, we'd love to have you down here, and uh, thanks so much for your time, and once again, congratulations on a stunning new album. Thank you so much. Thank you. No worries, mate. Cheers. All right. I hope to see you soon. Thanks. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that interview subject was Bjorn Speed Strid. He's in the outfits, the Night Flight Orchestra, and also Soil Work. Thank you so much for listening.